0: Hello and welcome to Wedding Crashing with myself, Robin Kershaw, and my bestest friend in the whole wide world, Mr. Adam Bozeman. Hello, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here and hopefully bring some inspiration to you on your wedding day. Um, A bit about us, we've uh, we've done about 10,000 weddings as a business, hasn't we? A lot of weddings. I've personally done about 1,500. I've legally crashed 1,500 weddings and I've hosted... If people don't know what that is, I've wedding-hosted about
1: three three 350. Yeah, I think I'm the same as well. I've hosted a lot of weddings. My passion has always been entertaining people. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, very lucky to be involved in my father's restaurant in Preston, which is quite iconic at its time, mm-hmm. mixing with Premier League footballers and watching some of the greatest Motown stars grace the
0: stage. And that has given me the platform... To be in the wedding crasher that I am today, the wedding crasher that you are today, yeah. I mean, I've—I think I started weddings in two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, used to do the nightclubs, yeah. Loved me the too. night, love the nightclub scene. Yeah. It was brilliant. Wasn't they were it were good days. They were very, very good days. Um, got out of doing the nightclubs when the late license came in. I thought I do not need to be working till five a.m. I'd done a few weddings at the time, and I thought, do you know what? I like doing weddings. Yeah. So I went working for uh, an agent over in Manchester and I used to book all um, this agent's DJs. Well, I did that for a couple of years and I thought there has to be a better way of booking mobile DJs. Um, Basically, I'd call the venues on a Monday to check up on the DJs. um, And the feedback every week was, oh yeah, I like that DJ at the weekend, but um, he only had two lights. Now, the DJ that you booked the weekend before, he had fifteen lights, yeah. but he wasn't a very good DJ. So I was thinking, right, well, how can we streamline this? So myself and not you at the time, my uh, my ex business partner, who's still a very good friend, uh, Mark Walsh, um, we came up with a concept and a brand, which at the time, which is the limited company, Dance for Couture Limited, we came up with a concept which was very much a streamline mcdonald's approach of basically you get the same burger whether in london or you're in scotland um and it was uh it was djs in black tie so they all looked the same um and the dj setups were the same and then we added on to that where we wanted to make it more personalized for the clients so we built this online system where they can add music they want to hear music that they don't want to hear yeah. and you know we rolled with that and you know the first year we did 80 weddings 200 weddings 300 weddings 400 weddings Um, and last year with you my friend in 2022 we finished on 1200 weddings weddings. that was a lot of weddings wasn't it
1: I think from a client as well like you say your ethos now you're buying into a brand yeah and I think from a client point of view as well you know it's 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 that kind of belief that they're going to have a great wedding. They're going to have a great DJ, a great wedding host. And the brand, you know, definitely works for our clients. And, and
0: this was the reason behind the podcast. We we love weddings and we believe yeah. weddings can be brilliant. I remember you um, saying, that
1: club DJing, yeah. you know. And you said to me, Adam, you know, weddings will change your life. And I never believed that. You know, you now can club DJ at the right wedding. Weddings have changed. Music now is so much more accessible to people. Yeah, You can play music, modern music that grand and grandma knows. And that's how weddings have changed.
0: Like I said, you know, our belief has always been meet the clients, give them, you know, some ideas, work with them on their ideas and really try and help. And, you know, this was the idea for the podcast. It was, you know, let's try and reach a few more people and and help them have the amazing wedding day that they deserve. Absolutely. With some
1: funny stories along the way.
0: Yeah, you know, so we're going to talk everything from first dances to ceremonies to evening receptions and everything in between. We hope you're going to join us. Here we are. Episode one. Let's do it. Wedding crashing. <laughs> so th- this is... This I think this is going to be everyone's worst nightmare at a wedding. There'll be many things, but this 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 particular story that we we need to tell is 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 what people will worry about, and that is the cake falling over. Please tell me that story again.
1: Yeah, it's something I've not seen. I've seen more than once, if I, if I'm really honest. And it normally always happens in the summer when it's a really hot day. And as you know, in traditions in this country, we always cut the cake before the first dance, So it's quite a big moment where you get all the guests into the room and this particular wedding I was doing on a very, very hot day. The guests come in the room and it's that big moment, especially for bride and groom, where the cake comes out. Spell that money on the cake as well, remember? Mm, Yes. It comes out, everyone's there waiting to see the cake and the staff bring it in from the kitchen on the table. And this particular wedding, they bring the cake in on the table, the sun's shining through the glass windows and you can see Stood behind the DJ booth, what is going to happen? And a bit like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, (laughs) it just slowly, slowly, very slowly starts to drop. And you can see the bride and groom's face, you can see the staff's face, and it's almost like it's in slow motion. So it actually just slops onto the dance floor. Oh,
0: my word.
1: And at that moment, you know... What do you do? And as a wedding host and DJ, you're in charge of that moment. Please tell me how you dealt with that. Well, the staff brought the shovel out <laughs> and they tried to shovel it back onto the the cake stand and, and guests were helping. Some tried to even eat the cake at that point as well. They didn't know quite what to do. But from the bride and groom's point of view, it was
0: like, I can't believe this happening at my wedding. I know, but you have to roll with it, don't you? Do you know, uh, the? Uh, it, it's funny cutting the cake. It's... Um... It used to be done in the morning time. Yeah, that's tradition, yeah. Um, it, it wasn't cake, it was bread. Yeah. And um, the uh, the groom would take off some of the bread and sprinkle it on the bride. I mean, put your hands in the air now if you fancy going back to the tradition. Um, you a lot know, cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper, but it was Warburton's nowadays. <laughs> Other bread makers are available. Um, you know, so, you know, weddings have moved on over the years trends have, have have changed you know a massive trend at the minute is not having a wedding wedding cake it's having a champagne tower I love that but you know to get around that one um I mean for me personally I'm all for the cake being cut after the meal I get it I, I get the client's point of view they spent a lot of money on it and they yep. want their evening guests to see the cake absolutely don't forget they can always leave the cake out for you and get to see later on yeah, in the evening of course they can no problem at all but I, I think for me my personal fave is to cut it after the meal sometimes and we'll talk about this you know in greater detail in with speeches some some clients are now opting for speeches at the beginning i think that's brilliant you know yeah. go for your life um but the the wedding meal the wedding breakfast needs an end and if you cut the cake at the end of your meal yeah. It's a nice finalisation. It
1: is and for me, it's always the last formalities of the day. Lane and gents, before we have a great party tonight, if I've got a wedding now already. I've got for, your life. <laughs> go for it. Before we have a great party tonight, this is the last part of formalities before we party tonight. And also as well, you can take your time with it more as well. You're not rushing into a first yeah. dance.
0: I, you know, I massively agree. Summer wedding. Take the cake out on the lawn. Let's get a mega picture of, of you know, of this moment. Um, and I think my other thing on cutting the cake before the first dance, I, I you know, I, I get that it works for a lot of people that. I think my problem with it, it is taking two um, memories, yep. so a cake cut and a first dance, yep. and it's blurring them together. So, you know... If you do the cake at another time, if you want to cut it at night time, why don't you cut it before the evening food?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now oh. I say I say evening food because buffet. Yeah, it's banned. Buffet is banned. It's definitely banned. At the FC. We do it not is. use the word buffet. Um, but, you know, if you if you want to cut it at night time and you want your evening guests to do it, do it before the evening food. So make your first dance that memory. Yeah. So maybe father-daughter dance, first dance, something like that. Leave it half an hour then cut the, the cake into your uh, evening food. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Another way that I like to do it as well is if if they do in the night time, get to see the cake, spend a lot of money. What I try and do is cut the cake, perhaps have some music, two or three songs, get people into the mood nice. and then yeah. go into the first dance as well. So you've yeah. got those two separate moments, but you've made it into one big moment over a longer period of time and that works well.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the one. It, it's not blurring two moments and making them into one rushed moment because, you know, being really really honest, I I I don't think it works well. A cake on the dance floor and that awkward moment of a minute um, as the cake is moved off the dance floor. You know, what do you do for that minute? As, as smooth as you think you can make it it's still a minute of you stood on the dance floor
1: absolutely and I think a lot of bride and grooms are also nervous about the first dance so you make them even more nervous make them stand yeah. there cut the cake before we go into the first dance for yeah. me it's great to have some great music as they come into the room and every client's different and at DFC here we work towards the clients but come into the room some great music straight into your first dance let it be nice and snappy into your first dance and you've got a great
0: moment there in itself. yeah boom here we go in at number two number two now if i was close to that machine i could press a button which would do in at number two with my best radio voice but it won't do so in at number two funny story hit me up please adam bozeman
1: i want to touch on speeches seen so many funny (laughs) speeches over the years from father bride um i think speeches everyone's really nervous about a speech and i think it's Pitching a speech at the right time for who's speaking. I was at a wedding only recently where the best man was so nervous about his speech. You know, he came in, he was nervous. And unfortunately for him and many of the guests, he decided that drinking through the meal... whats the future. ...would really help him on his best man speech. And this man was drinking wine. He was then on shots. He's then on pints of Guinness which is never good, just to get through the nerves of the best man's speech. And he had it all written out. And in fact, I went through a speech with him before he came into the room just to settle his nerves. Why can I see where this is going already? Yes. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the more he drank, he decided to go off peace and he not even use his speech. The speech went out of the window. Oh, good call. And unfortunately, he started telling stories that really weren't apparent at the wedding. Talking about... The bride's ex-boyfriends. Awesome. Okay. Which is never a good call at a wedding. Telling some stories that weren't particularly legal either, talking about the groom as he drank more and more, to the point where the whole room was an absolute gasp of what he was saying. And you know, you get that really awkward bit where it's not good to laugh
0: anymore. And it just becomes... It had gone past that, that line... We'd silence. Past, oh, we'd gone past we've got, We're at silence now. We're not even laughter. That was it. Okay. The videographer
1: didn't know where to film anymore. Staff started to leave the room. Guests started to leave the room as well. And it was like, this isn't good. Now, the more the story is, is when we, t- we talk now about speeches, when to do speeches. Because in my opinion, if that guy is so nervous, and you know, you can't blame him for drinking. I think we've, we've all drank a little bit too much sometimes, but it would have been far better... If it is speech at the beginning of the wedding breakfast.
0: It's it, it it is funny you should say that. I think my my always my tip to clients, um, and it's always nice to speak to best man, you know, father of the bride, mother of the groom, whoever is doing the speech, my my first tip to them is cue card it. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Literally, you can never go off piste if you have your ten pointers yeah that's a great point because you know people forgot forget to write in there when about laughter They they don't realize when people are going to laugh they lose the plot if you put your 10 pointers on there you know say thanks to such and such yeah the bridesmaids look beautiful etc cetera, etc cetera, bullet point it 10 things you cannot go wrong i think people do go wrong when they write it all on an yeah and that's it and then they try to do the
1: paper over as well and When you're doing a speech as well, when you write it down and read it, it does sound like you're reading it as well. It becomes very unnatural. So cue cards are great to have a cue point, tell the story, and it just makes it so more natural. And for me as well, at weddings, yes, there is traditions, but there's no reason at a wedding anymore where you can't do a best man speech before the father bride speech.
0: No, I, and I agree with you, but, you know, it, we are telling funny stories here, but I, I will tell you one of mine, and it's going back about five or six years, and people automatically think, best men especially, that they have to be funny. Absolutely agree with you. They always think that yeah. they have to be funny, and they go Google, and they go, and, you know, don't do it, guys, um, or, or ladies, you know. Um, I think, speak from the heart. If you're a funny person... Be funny. Yeah. If you're not a funny person, don't be funny. And I was at a a wedding, lovely, lovely couple, Laura and Graham. Swan, Newby Bridge. They were two best men and they wrote the most amazing speech from from the bottom of the heart. Yeah. And it was a truly lovely speech about the groom. Well, well the hilarious thing was here. Well, I say it was hilarious. Like, it wasn't hilarious. I cried. <laughs> i've cried a few times i, to speak. I, I yeah, cried I as well right at the end of it and literally then i had to go on the mic and i think what i said was you know hands up if you've also shedded a tear over that one um uh, and that was a beautiful moment and i think so you know you know those are my two tips is bullet point it right. and you know speak from the heart
1: yeah that's a great point that like you said you know if you're not naturally funny don't try to be funny and when father bride's I always say the best father-bride speeches are when they just talk about the daughter, talk about the early years, talk about the emotion of the day. They've not particularly written anything down. They are just talking from the heart. And I think that is the biggest
0: tip when it comes to speeches. You just talk from the heart. Tell it how it is. Yeah, you know, I I love a father of the bride speech and I do love it when they start the meal off. I think that is beautiful. So introductions into the room. Yeah. And then um, father of the bride speaks now we could do a whole session yeah, we on could. speeches in general but i will tell you one little one american couple getting married on the world beautiful manor house um he was american uh, her side was american and he was just a right nice guy we had a chat uh, and he was like I'm not even going to do an American accent. There's a gun in there. He said to me, Robin, I, I really want to start this speech, you know, wow. I said, do you know what? We need Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just the first few lines of yeah. it. And I tell you what, all these Americans went absolutely... So we literally, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome the proudest man in the room, handed him the mic, boom, press play on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We did... From West Philadelphia, born and raised, I think up to Fresh Prince uh, to Bel Air. Then. Yeah, well, the whole crowd went absolutely wild, and that was was a was perfect for that wedding. That isn't perfect for every wedding. No, that's know. saying if you've got the right crowd for it. I did before. I have introduced uh,
1: father, bride, best man into music. And yeah. It also eased them into it as well, yeah. where you yeah. can have a bit more relaxation in the room going yeah. to that speech. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I've had best men where you know, for no fault of their own have got up at the moment and then gone, you know, it only happened to me a couple of months ago. Actually, no, I can't do it. No. I can't do I've, it. I've, re- I've read a best man speech out before. Well, I was going to touch yeah. on that before where we've actually read speeches out for yeah. people. So a big tip, perhaps, if you're picking a, a best man at your wedding, is he particularly the right person to do a speech at your wedding? And don't forget, you don't have to do one.
0: <laughs> no, and, do you know what? And we'll, we'll you know, we'll wrap up number two here you you do not the the only thing you do on your wedding day that you have to do is i do weddings have changed and weddings are changing you know do it your way you know and we love to work with our clients here at dfc and really personalize their wedding day absolutely
1: so for our final funny story and a bit of an answer i'd like to tell you a a little bit of embarrassing personal story that happened to me at a wedding. and I know where this is going. I know you do. And I, th- I think for me, it just shows you that it is live TV. Things do happen. I um, Always wear a black suit at a wedding with a nicely um, pressed shirt. And I'll be honest with you, normally I go to dry cleaners and get this done. This particular time I didn't. I ironed my shirt, my suit was good to go, and off I trot in my van to the wedding. decided to get changed, like we do and I got changed and I realized that for some reason and I don't know why it's this day I hadn't ironed the sleeves of my shirt to the point that they were very crumpled
0: i mean the funny thing is not many people see underneath the shirt anyway they i don't. presume news readers do wear pants but absolutely. they don't absolutely
1: and it was a warm day so i decided to go for the waistcoat and i didn't bring a jacket with me it was that warm so i'm thinking okay well it's not too bad because i'm in a hotel So someone's got to have an iron. I had plenty of time. There was no problem. So I went to reception and I kindly asked receptionist for an iron, which is normally no problem. But unfortunately, in this hotel, all the irons were in the rooms. So I was like, I need to just uh, go for it. I just knock on a knock on a door and someone will have an iron. So I knocked on this door, picked a door and I knocked it. This quite attractive lady answered the door. And I was like, hi. She said, oh, hi. I said, I'm, I'm DJing at the wedding tonight. She said, I'm going to the wedding. I said, brilliant. I said, could I just borrow your iron? She said, no problem at all. Come in. <laughs> so I came in. And I've just got this white shirt on with the very crumpled shoes and sleeves. And she said, in fact, I'll iron it for you. I thought, it's even better. I like have been home with mum. This is, this is, this is, this is brilliant. Lovely, yeah. So I took my shirt off and I'm there, my black pants and, and no top on. And she's just merrily... I know my shirt. A couple of minutes later, there's a knock at the door. So I said, "That's all right, I'll get it. So I opened the door and this guy looks at me and he's got a bit of a funny look on his face. Uh, he said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong room. I said, oh, no problem at all. And I shut the door. And he's obviously witnessed me in a pair of black pants and no top on. And the lady said, oh, that was my husband.
0: I, I don't remember this story. Yeah, <laughs> and I was
1: like... Oh, right, okay. I then quickly put the shirt back on, opened the door. He still stood there. I said, oh, I'm very sorry. And if I went to go and do my wedding. That's that's brilliant. You know, it, <laughs> the funny thing is with weddings, um, they're live TV. Yeah, they are. And I think touching on that point, it's a personal funny story, but things from suppliers, um, you know, things, i would say go wrong, but there's little mishaps at weddings. And my big tip on the back of this story is, Sometimes bride and grooms don't need to know certain things that go on at a wedding. So it's quite good to put somebody else in charge of decisions that they may have to make on behalf of the bride and groom. It's,
0: it is it, it is a great point. Um, and I know people from the past um, that have gone to the bride and groom with a problem um, that they've had. Yeah. Um, they no longer work for us, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, basically, you know, they've put their problem on on the client, yeah, now we do a lot of corporate stuff, and it's a bit different with corporate stuff, um but at someone's wedding, you know i I know we both agree on this, yeah, um, it's definitely a great tip to have a person in charge for. Problems. Absolutely.
1: Or, and it might be decisions just like if it's raining, you know, and they've got an acoustic artist, should they be outside, should they be inside? Yeah. You know, and decisions sometimes, whether they're having photographs at that point, they don't need to know certain things of the wedding. So if you could put somebody in charge, it might be maid of honour, it might be the best man. And it's just little decisions during the day that doesn't then fill their head with problems they don't need to know about.
0: Yeah, you know, and to follow on to that point, um, if you're putting this person in charge take this person to meetings with you. Absolutely. You know, it, we meet, we try to meet 90, 95% of our clients. Yeah. Um, and it's brilliant. And we build that bond with them. You know, we encourage them to bring their parents with them. But if you have a person in charge, yeah, um, you know, if it's a wedding planner, that's brilliant. You know, we love to chat with the wedding planner. We can deal with the wedding planner all day. And it's the wedding planner that will sort problems. But yeah. if you don't have a wedding planner, ...on the day... Um, take that person whether it be um, chief bridesmaid best man yeah. mother of the bride etc as somebody to go to now I'm not saying that a lot of things happen absolutely on a wedding day no and I think that's a big point
1: you know it doesn't, things don't always go wrong it's just no. someone making small decisions for you on that day and let's be honest at weddings you have big personalities as well people want to take charge how many weddings have you done where the maid of honour has been, yeah. been like the one getting married sometimes yeah.
0: and, and to be honest with you you know and the this again is is another podcast in itself um maid of honor yeah maybe ask the maid of honor to to do a toast you know i love it yeah um when other people don't think they're allowed to do something because they've never seen it done before is to you know involve them in the actual wedding day i've got to tell you my little story so um i think you know this story all right try me but uh i am a fan of um well all, all our guys here at dfc we all go in jeans black trainers uh and a and a black dfc t-shirt to set up in uh once we've set up we then change into tuxedo or or whatever we're wearing for that particular yeah. um event so on this particular event i uh, wasn't wearing <laughs> black trainers oh no that would have been fine sadly i was wearing trainers like this trainer uh, and i was wearing a tuxedo in the evening now as many people will know and this will give it away gaffer tape could build a house and can save your life if needed so if you ever need paint and shoes get yourself some black gaffer tape That's brilliant and tape it on your trainers and i actually think you know that you know they were good yeah how many people look at your shoes anyway how many people look at his shoes? I bet you can't name that film where where he looks, where, where you don't look at his shoes, can you? No, which one is it? Shawshank Redemption.
1: Oh yeah, of course,
0: when it's the, the end That's scene. That's how he gets out. The end scene. We right. was,
1: uh, Robin and I were at a wedding um, not so long ago, just before Christmas, and I have two pairs of very, very similar oh. shoes. <laughs> now they are so similar, but I decided to have a, there they were the right ones, the right feet, weren't they? They were just slightly different. It was slightly different shoes and slightly different sizes. Yes, they were. But no one had noticed until you posted on Instagram where people voted what the difference was.
0: <laughs> yes. The beauty of Instagram, you know, if you don't follow us on Instagram, um, we try to do a bit of everything on Instagram. Um, educational, funny, um, real life weddings. Um, so I think we did a poll. Poll, poll, yeah, poll a poll, yeah, a poll, poll. on this yeah. of can you can you see was it spot the difference or yeah, was it spot the difference it was, it was, spot the it difference. was something yeah. like that um, and you know I think 200 people um, you know voted on it and I only think about 30% of them got it right yeah it, it was, was incredible very noticeable two different shoes are left and a right
1: yeah, can I just say for
0: your wedding I will have a, uh, an iron shirt I will have shoes that match that's brilliant news <laughs> <laughs> funny stories antidotes and uh, how to avoid kind of things going wrong yeah, on I've your enjoyed it. wedding day have a lot of personal information as well but I have enjoyed it it's been lovely uh, I think the moral of the story is always carry gaffer tape
1: with you and if you only get that from from this podcast then you've done very well <laughs> uh, what
0: have we got on next time uh, we're going to do what's hot what's not what's trending in the wedding world and how to have um, don't like the word bespoke but how to have a kind of a wedding that's uh, fun, interactive and personal to you perfect, I look forward to it is where we're going now so uh, check us out on uh, whatever platform you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, etc, etc check us out on uh, I always say Thinstagram you check do. us out on Instagram, Facebook uh, or and you can on, watch us as well you, see our pretty faces you can watch us as well <laughs> if you um, dare. the DFC experience we've been crushing weddings uh, we hope you've enjoyed it Thank you so much. See you soon. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.